0: Okay, Bears fans, we sneak away with a win today, 20-17, to the Bears over the Bengals. Trevor and I are going to break down what we saw with our eyes, so stay tuned. Okay, so I'm here with Trevor, and we're going to start out talking a little bit. We're going to pass on the game today, just to talk a little bit about last Sunday night and the Bears lost that game by 20 points to the Rams on Sunday night football and we're probably not going to get a podcast in on those Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night games. Uh, They just end too late and then everybody's schedule is so busy it makes it really hard to even get just the two of us together and then Mike and Jeff, um, very busy with doing uh, farm things and that so... I just want to talk about uh, Trevor, and I think everybody noticed it. I mean, th- at least the four of us noticed it when we were watching the game last, last Monday night. Everything offensively for the Bears was short, five-yard passes, ten-yard passes. They went for it, I believe, four times on fourth down and went 0 for 4. The play calling for this team is just not very good, and... You know, from what I what, you know, I was able to um, derive from listening to podcasts and radio this last week. uh, It sounds like they're, of course, they were going up against the Rams defense and Aaron Donald, and they just didn't trust their line to be able to protect long enough for any plays to develop downfield. So. But on a positive note last week, the running game looked really good with uh, David Montgomery. And on another negative, and then I'll let you comment, Trevor, the defense did not play good last week. We gave up too many big plays. And for a team that doesn't throw the ball downfield or or make big plays on their own, 99% of the time you're going to wind up with a result like we got, where the Bears give up 34 points and lose the game by 20. So what was your take, Trevor?
1: Well, I'll, I'll, come out, I'll come out first and say that, you know, those late games, you know, I think that, you know, Dan and I are committed to try to get that done sometime during the week. So, like Dan said, if it doesn't work out to get with Mike and Jeff. Um, that's been on our podcast before. Dan and I will try to work out a time. But, uh, you know, I the positives, we moved the ball down the field. Um, not every not every possession we had it like Dan said we were over four on fourth down, and there's I mean, there could be nine points there from field goals, I mean that's not guaranteed but there's nine points there, um, and then we were 5 of eleven on third down that really hurts too so uh, you factor you factor that in, um, the pick uh, the pick in the end zone on the, our first drive that really hurt us I mean we had that momentum going and. You know, I I will say, they sprinkled in Justin Fields. Uh, I think he got four or five snaps, and it was it was, it was good to see that. And uh, overall, except the offense was able to move the ball, so there's some positives there. And you know, Dave Montgomery, I think he was 16 for 104 in a touchdown. Um, he even had. He even had a couple times where he was completely wrapped up by the defender and he was able to get away and pick up a couple more yards, and especially on that touchdown that he got. And he fought for every one of those yards. So, um, yeah, poor – just like Dan said, just really poor from our defense, allowing those big plays. Um, and I, I I, do believe, you know, I've had a hard time here listening to Nagy um, with his press conferences it seems like he's just it's kind of the same old stuff he's he's just trying to give whatever the media what they want to hear and instead of just coming out and being honest um i i do believe that when Nagy said that you know they had to uh, factor in the Rams defense and you can't really throw deep against them so a lot of short passes uh, i believe they were they averaged Yards per player, four point four point seven for the Bears. So that definitely makes sense. Cause I think Allen Robinson and Mooney both had about five or six catches for forty some yards. So yeah, poor 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 performance overall by our defense. Um, they could have been we could have had easily twenty one um, or even close to thirty if you factor in field goals, but. You know you take that you take that away that really hurts so big blowout loss week one uh, anything else you want to say well I would just say that yeah I mean the first
0: half on our on the Bears first possession we drove the ball downfield Montgomery had a big run um, and then we had the turnover in the end zone the ball that got batted uh, but you know if we come away with points there even a field goal
1: yeah that's right that first drive you had Khalil Herbert our, uh, our rookie this year, uh, he had his, his first kickoff return was for 50 yards. And then he had, Dan said, you had that big 41-yard run by Montgomery. And that was pretty much it the rest of the game. There wasn't anything else.
0: Yeah. So And, and you know, and the score was 13-7 at halftime. If you would have reversed that a little bit, it, w- it might have been, say, 10-10. It's probably, I mean, it's a strong possibility. We could have been tighter even ahead. At the end of the first half,
1: and it was even it was twenty to fourteen, so it but, was never really out of
0: reach until the fourth quarter. The Bears were in the game, but the bottom line is the Bears just gave up too many big plays, yep. and we, I, I, there's probably not a Chicago Bears fan out there that didn't look at last week's game and say this defense is old. They've, they're, they've once again, they've, they've. Uh, um, they're out of their prime they've lost their their window is closing and I know I felt that way and and then I did listen to Sean Desai's press conference this week and came away with a little better feeling about it that at least I think Desai is probably the right guy to be in charge of this defense more so than uh oh who was the clown we had for the last two years the former Colts coach.
1: Oh, Chuck Pagano. Chuck
0: Pagano. And, uh, so I do, and then, and then today we'll transition into today's game. I think that, uh, I was telling, telling them today when we were watching the game, I said, this is just seems so weird because everybody, every Bears fan has been waiting to see Justin Fields come on the field and... It happened today. Andy Dalton got hurt, and Justin Fields. I mean, for for having to come in and not really getting a lot of reps with the first team this week, I didn't think he looked horrible. Uh, he did have the pick, and he did cough up the ball on a, but recovered when he was about to get sacked. Uh, but there were times when he, you know, he threw the ball to to uh, Allen Robinson in the end zone that should have been a touchdown. It just went through his, basically his arms. The ball was right there, and you can see the potential with him. He runs hard. I just sometimes I don't think they're calling the right plays with him. But yeah. the defense, we were talking, and I said, you know, this just seems so weird because we've been waiting for Justin Fields to get on the field, and here it is again. The defense is really. Uh, bailing us out today. We should have lost that game. We had three picks. We picked them off three three straight burrow passes, and one of them was a Roquan Smith pick six. Plus, we recovered a fumble, and I don't remember how many sacks we have today defensively. We had four at halftime, I think. Four sacks. That's where we wound up on the, in the sack department, I guess. But... Uh, I really feel better about this defense now going forward. I'm not saying that it's 100% fixed. We still have some holes, we especially in the secondary. But the, which sounds strange to say because well, one of the one of the picks was by a lineman, and then Roquan picked one off, and then uh, yeah, Jalen yeah. Johnson picked one off.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Angelo Blackson uh, yeah. was his name. Uh, he was. Kind of, he, he's not one of our starters, but he he comes in for hicks every so often yeah he was the other guy that got the pick and but the defense
0: to me today they won this game for for the bears uh and, and i'm not going I'm not going to sit here and dog Justin Fields. Uh, I thought he played well I thought but honestly I thought Andy Dalton looked really good before he got hurt he he did get sacked a couple of times, but um
1: I he, thought he looked good. Yeah, I mean Andy Dalton that first drive he let him down, and um, you know his stat line. Uh, I think he was, I think he had one or two incomplete passes that first drive, and that touchdown to Allen Robinson. So uh, he looked good, no turnovers for him. Uh, he even had a, he even had nice couple of runs. Uh, Andy Dalton had two carries for 25 yards, so and the one was, I think the one was yeah, the one was close to 20 of- yards. But that's where he got hurt, so.
0: Said some knee injury. We don't really know exactly the details of that yet. I would suppose he's probably going to have an MRI on that tomorrow. Yeah,
1: Nagy's, Nagy did say, I just read on Twitter, that uh, he doesn't think it's an ACL. But, yeah, they're going to get the MRI, MRI tomorrow to see if that's indeed the case. Hopefully
0: um, it's just a hyperextended, excuse me, <coughs> sprained knee. We don't have a cough button on here but uh yeah and you know um it's going to be a tough game next week with the, the Browns so I'd love to have Dalton
1: back. Yeah, back to but, uh, back to Justin Fields um yeah, he uh you know, he had that pick and you know, it's these are the type of things that you kind of have to do with a rookie. So you got to put him out there and they're going to make mistakes. He lost he lost that one on the sack. Uh, and He was able to recover his own fumble. So that's good that he was able to get his own fumble. But those are, those are the type of plays that are going to happen where, you know, they're going to look really good at times. He's going to throw. He's going to have a game where he throws two or three beautiful passes and hopefully hopefully for touchdowns. I mean, he had that one today, as Dan already mentioned, right through Allen Robinson's hands. And then he had one, I think it was on a second down uh, in the third quarter to Darnell Mooney. That Mooney could have came down with it because he's made those catches before. Um, in previous games, so i mean all in all, he looked okay for you know being forced into action. you got to remember too that justin fields he 's on the he 's on the what they call the scout team so he's he 's not getting he 's not getting uh good reps with the starters like uh Andy Dalton had all week so all in all not a bad not a bad game he i, I like that he was able to get when he was pressured he got out of those situations using his legs so um, hopefully, if Andy Dalton's out, it's only a week, um, and you know maybe Justin Fields really surprises and he'll be our starter going forward. I
0: mean, yeah, and I've got some stats here on Justin Fields. He he went six for thirteen passing, did have the interception for sixty yards. It would have been nice to see him hook up with Allen Robinson there on that on that long pass, but he also he ran the ball ten times for thirty one yards today. And Andy Dalton, who you mentioned, had the two runs. He ran twice for 25 yards. This is a stat that Damian Williams, and I know I mentioned while we were watching the game, it seems like Nagy has a lot of plays in his playbook that are dialed up for Damian Williams. And I know Damian Williams played for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was like the darling of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I'm not saying he isn't a good player. He might be a very good player. But other than the one block that he had today um, that um, for I think he was in there, I think it was Justin Fields was the quarterback at that time, he doesn't really – he's not really providing a lot. I don't know if they're trying to give him the, the Tariq Cohen packages or what. He definitely seems like he wants him to be the third down back, and it might be because he is a good blocker. But – I think we lose a little bit when he's out there. The one time they they handed the ball off to uh, Damian Williams. Uh, I don't even remember if it was Fields or Dalton that handed it to him, but he's coming across right in front of the quarterback, and, and any defense is sniffing this out because we've run this play so many times. And as soon as Williams got the ball, the defense was right there and tackled him. It's like you're throwing a play away. And we were moving the ball, I believe, before that. So we we seem to other than just the penalties, which we have a lot of them. I can tell you how many in just a second here, but it seems like we we dial up plays that are supposed to be like trick plays or something, and and they hurt us, and then uh, then we wind up in say second and long or third and long. And you know, well, we did have a lot of false starts today, but.
1: Uh, <clears throat> yeah, real quick on Damian Williams. I think part of the problem is, is you know, so sometimes coaches get have like this marriage to players where they, you know, they had him from a previous team, so they bring him in and you know they know what they can do. They, you know, Damian Williams. If you remember, he had, I think, I think he had two touchdowns in that Super Bowl. Um, I think he did too. So he, yeah, I, I think he, he was, has this special a marriage to Damian Williams and. You know, I I like Damian Williams, but he doesn't have the burst that David Montgomery does. Oh my does. gosh, Montgomery runs so hard. He doesn't have the speed that Tariq Cohen has. So, um, you know, I'm not ready to give up, give up on him. He did have, I think he had four catches for 40 some yards, uh, Week One. Uh, Williams did. So, you know, I know I know he can definitely be a change of pace back, but you know, it's just Here's I the- would love to see David <clears throat> Montgomery out there more. Because it seemed like when he was catching passes, he was still able to make a move and get some extra yards. Where Williams catches the ball, and he almost automatically goes down.
0: Right. Here's the penalty stat line. I don't. You didn't give it already, did you? The Bears eight penalties today for seventy yards. And I believe total. Um. Well, just just what Justin Fields out output from the passing game. And from his rushing was like ninety yards, so you lost how many lost a, almost as many yards as you gained now um yeah, i don 't know what what the bears had. Montgomery had a pretty decent day running the football. Um, let me see what he had, yeah, he had sixty one yards rushing on twenty carries. <clears throat> So he did have a decent day, but I mean, he he would have had more. <laughs> I feel like if, if uh, and I think the Bears probably could have run the ball even
1: more. I would say the positive thing this week was on our turnovers, we got we did get points. I mean, they were, during the game, I know, you know, Jeff and I were saying, we got to just get touchdowns, but, we're, you know, we were going to get points, we got field goals, so, that, you know, we're still getting the points, that's positive, and, I know we, as Bears fans, we all would love to see those touchdowns in the red zone, and that's—I think—that will get better as the year goes on. I hope, but we get—we did get the points there uh, in the end. So if we're still like last week, we're coming away without those points. You know, that's—that's a big concern. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that, and um, I'm just yeah, the fact that you mentioned David Montgomery—he got 20 carries today. You know, he should have had 20, 30 carries last week. I think that could. i not that we would have won last week, but that definitely could have put us in some better situations because the Rams had a hard time stopping David Montgomery anytime he touched the ball.
0: It's hard to believe. They're saying he averaged three yards a carry. Um, gosh, the way as hard as he was running, I would have thought it would have been at least four or five yards a carry. But
1: yeah, and yeah, and Cincinnati, you know, they did a they did a, they get a pretty good job up front stopping him. But let's get back. Uh, I'll get back to the defense. I mean. Just a, I don't know what Sean Desai had to say to his players this week, but whatever he said, uh, it worked. So um, I know that I was impressed with his press conference this past week. You know, he said, you know, we're going to get the right guys in there. You know, I'm, you know, they guys that are going to play hard and guys that want to make plays, we'll get them in there. And the guys that, you know, that aren't playing hard, we're going to take them out. And, you know, it's a pretty simple answer by him, but, you know, that's, I'm I'm glad to hear that I don't care who your name is or who you are if you're not going to play hard or make plays I'm going to take you out so Eddie Jackson responded to that Uh, he's the one that had the punch on I believe it was uh, T. Higgins and
0: um, yeah Eddie Jackson played a lot better game yeah I can't think
1: of the guy who picked it up Um, oh uh, that Gibson yeah Gibson picked it up so yeah I I thought the defense responded very well today and uh, coming, coming um, with those four stops. I believe I think you said four. I just checked. We had five sacks today. Okay, but yeah, we had the four big turnovers that really helped us. So,
0: yeah, and uh, Roquan had a really good game. He had I think it's got him for five tackles and three assists and an interception and a touchdown. So, geez, who wouldn't take that, huh? That's <laughs> I a, know. Uh, but yeah, uh, we escaped can't sit here and, and and sound like you know we dominated the whole game the time of possession was almost dead even. I think the Bears did win it by two minutes but uh yeah I mean, we we were sitting there watching the game and of course, when the bears went up twenty to three we were I think we we all of us breathed a little sigh of relief and thought, well we can sit back now and relax and watch this game, but that lead didn't last that long,
1: no. Um, with with six minutes ago, actually four minutes ago, it was uh, it was still twenty to twenty to three, and that's when that the broken coverage came with the Bears and the I believe it was Veldor and Jackson ran into each other, and that left uh, that Jamar Chase wide open for that touchdown. Uh, so that's same kind of thing last week and I know part of it is we had a 20-23 to, to lead a lot of times you play a pre you got prevent defense and you know they disallow those big plays and that will happen so but then right away we had that turnover that, that picked that Justin Fields through, and they scored in the next play so those are the type of things that Um, I know you can't take away from the Justin Fields, but the defense cannot allow those deep throws. If you allow those deep throws, really good teams are really going to hurt you. I know I was just telling Dan before the podcast started, uh, Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins, he only had eight completions so far in the first uh, first half and three touchdowns, and those are all in deep throws. So if you allow those big throws to the Vikings and we play them where a game actually counts against a divisional team, that's really going to hurt us. So we yeah. So we cannot allow those deep passes in our secondary. Right. And
0: it's, uh, you know, you can uh, – One thing we took out of last week's game was when the game was over, is was like, uh, well, everybody in the division lost. So we're going back to square one. It's a 16-game 16, 16 season now since everybody lost week one. But uh, – you got the Packers playing the Lions tomorrow night. Yep. Is that game in Green Bay? Yes, it is. Okay. So, I mean, I would assume Green Bay is going to win that game. Were the Vikings winning then today? You said they, they
1: were up 21-7. Okay. I have not seen a score since then.
0: So, chances are after tonight or after tomorrow night, we're, we're going to be in a three-way tie. Uh, and then we play Cleveland next week, which... It's hard to see us coming out of Cleveland with a win, but hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah, before if our we... defense plays like they did today, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just totally discount it. <clears throat> One thing I mentioned to you too, it's like this Cincinnati team played Minnesota really tough last week, and I said, is it possible that Cincinnati is a lot better team than we've given them credit for? The Rams. <laughs> Went into Indy today, and they struggled a little bit with with the Colts. So, I, I, it's you know, it's kind of hard to tell, with it being so early in the season, who the good teams are, who the bad teams are. But just with your eyes, what we've watched of the Bears, I don't think we're a playoff team. No. I think that we can be a growing team. Uh, and, and by that, I mean I think that we can – um. Actually, it's a great opportunity for Justin Fields to play if we're not going to be a playoff team. But I understand that they do need to, they do need to see what they have in Andy Dalton, and uh, we'll find out the extent of his injury. I'm sure either tonight or tomorrow. But, um.
1: Yeah, I I do want to mention uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, if you guys remember, um, Darnell Mooney, uh, out of, he came out of Tulane. And this was a, I believe, what a fifth round pack, fifth round pick or a sixth round pick last year. I uh, don't remember,
0: but I think they didn't they trade up to get him then. Yeah, I want to say fifth round. It was one of the it was one of the later picks. So
1: this is a guy from a smaller school, um, and he's, I mean, to, week one he he had five catches. I know it was only for forty some thirty or forty thirty or forty some yards, but today uh, six for sixty. I mean that's a. That's a pretty big boost in our and offense had, to have. He had one ball that fields through him that was just
0: a little, maybe a step, uh, overthrown that it looked like he might have been able to catch, too. That and that, that might have game. put him over
1: 100 yards in that Yeah, Oh, yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it would have. So I,
1: I, you know, hats off to him and, you know, proving so many people wrong that uh, it doesn't matter where you're from, but uh, he's put the hard work in and, it's just exciting to know that we have a just a guy like that who not only has the speed but has pretty good hands that we can count on in the future. Um, any other, one guy that we didn't see on the stat board at all, um, on the stat sheet I mean, uh, was Cole Komet. Cole, Cole Komet had a really nice catch and run that was actually called back on, uh, I believe it was holding. So that was sad not to see that guy. On yeah, the who, stat I don't sheet.
0: remember who was holding on that play.
1: I don't either. But, you know, Cole Komet had a nice week one. Uh, He had five or six catches. He did. It was
0: was kind of a disappointment to see him not have a bigger game or or a bigger role in the offense today. But, I mean, there are going to be weeks like that and um, really, Allen Robinson, other than catching the touchdown pass, he did not, he had two catches for 24 yards and one of them was a touchdown.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'll say, too, I can't remember what Jimmy Graham's making this year, but I know he's making a lot of money if he's sitting on the bench. Um, he only had – I think I heard he only had 14 snaps week one. And I only – I mean, I'm, I only saw him out there a couple times uh, this week. So maybe they're only using him in the red zone. Um, and that's oh. if that's okay, so okay, the case, okay, so I'm okay with that. But you're paying a guy a lot of money who's such a big target – and the guy that had, what, eight or nine touchdowns last year?
0: They restructured his contract, I know that, to where I believe most of it is bonuses now. Or bonuses, or yeah. it's not, it does not count against their salary cap. But, yeah, you're right. And, the, and there was one, I think it was the first series of the second half when Justin Fields was out there, that Jesse James was out there tied in. I did see that. So, and it could be just because Justin Fields is more comfortable with Jesse James having played in the preseason with him. But, you know, that's all part of it, too. I mean, if they're not getting Justin Fields' reps with the first team and he's just playing with the practice team, uh, the timing is going to be something that they're going to have to work with this week if he is going to start against Cleveland. Uh, But it's going to take, you know, I suppose we could talk a little bit about that right now. How do you beat the Cleveland Browns next week? Because, to me... I'll go first. It's the old Doug Buffon uh, equation of how to win in the National Football League. And two of them are defensively. You stop the run and you put pressure on the other team's quarterback. It's going to be really hard to stop Nick Chubb next week. And it's going to be hard to, to shut down Baker Mayfield, too. Did we hear at all, Is he is Baker Mayfield injured? That, we, that you know of he went out of the game or something or he
1: went out they said he went back to the locker room but then the next the next thing you know they, he's throwing a touchdown okay, so he so didn't come back out he's
0: fine yep and and then of course the other thing is you have to run the football and right now it seems like that's what we do the best We run the offensively our best weapon is David Montgomery running the football and and you give that guy 30 carries a game. And if you can stop the run and put pressure on Baker Mayfield, I think you—that's your best chance to win next Sunday. Um, I don't think we're gonna—we're not gonna win a a, a high-scoring game with the Cleveland Browns. It has to be a low-scoring game, and we have to be able to control the clock, time of possession. Our defense has to display outstanding, like they did today. And if we do that, we could win next week.
1: Yeah, one of the big—one of the big things that we. That change this week from week one to week two, we put pressure on the quarterback.
0: We did. We got pressure on Burrow, and and we also did a pretty good stop job stopping the run, and mm-hmm. we ran the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. The I just I'm looking at the uh, stats from today's game with Cleveland and Houston. They held Houston under 100 yards rushing, and you're talking about an older guy, Mark uh, Mark Ingram, running the ball compared to David Montgomery. That's to me, that's a night and day difference. David Montgomery's a better player. More burst, more burst than he runs. Uh, more powerful attack with him, with David Montgomery. So I don't, it doesn't mean that they're going to hold us in our 100 yards, but they no. did a pretty good job stopping Houston against the run. Um, so yeah, if we can run the ball, get pressure on the quarterback like we did this game, and our you know if our, our defense is probably going to have to have a couple stops, whether that's one or two interceptions. Um, looks like today, Baker Mayfield had one pick. Um, and I, from I, I think I heard Jarvis Landry got hurt today, and I don't know his status for next week. Although Beckham Jr. has sat out the last two weeks due to injury, uh, I would imagine he'll probably be back next week, especially if Jarvis Landry's out. But if Landry and Beckham are both out next week, then that definitely takes away and makes him more, one, one, more one-dimensional with Nick Chubb, which... I mean, really, Nick Chubbs, he's hard enough to beat. hes I think he had another 100 yards. Oh, he's five, five, five yards short of 100 yards today. So um, we can't stop the run and not stop, not stop Nick Chubb. And you can't forget about Kareem Hunt, too. Kareem Hunt's right, there.
0: Right, Kareem Hunt. And I mentioned we did a pretty good job stopping the run today. Um, they did a little better running the ball than we did. But uh, Joe, we held Joe Mixon to 69 yards on 20 carries, and Joe Mixon is a pretty darn good running back. So I, I, would, I would give our defense. If I had to grade our defense today, I would definitely give them a B. Um, they didn't do everything right, but they. When any time you you have four turnovers and five sacks in a game, and, and your defense scores a touchdown, that's. It, it would probably be an A, but, you know, they did give up, what was it, T. Higgins scored that touchdown late in the game. But yep. but they did. They Our defense, uh, again, I mean, I'm going to say last week I, I was – I've been down on this defense for the last three years saying that our defense is not good. A lot of it was Pagano, and a lot of it was, uh, well, we did lose some key players in there too. But uh, today, they showed me something that they could still play like that. And there's going to be a lot of people that's going to say, yeah, but it's the Cincinnati Bengals. But it's also the same team that, that did beat the Minnesota Vikings last week. So That's correct. So I'm, I'm going to give them a, a, a strong B. And let's just hope they can keep it up. Because if they can, I don't, like I said, I don't think we're a playoff team. But if the defense keep, shows up like that every week, especially the way they played in the second half, then, you know, it could change. Things could change. What about, what do you get the offense for The offense, uh, the way we started the game out with Andy Dalton moving us right down the field and scoring a touchdown, uh, that looked, I don't know how many of those plays were scripted, maybe all of them, but uh, they looked very efficient. And then uh, when Andy got hurt, I think our offensive line had, I mean, it hadn't been for all the false start penalties and holding penalties, and we got called for a couple personal fouls and uh, uh, taunting again. Or did we get a taunt? Did we get a taunt? We did, didn't we? Who was it? Was it? Uh,
1: uh, that um, Traverius Gibson. Gibson. I put, I taunting. Mean, Travis, Travis Gibson, I think is his name. And
0: and then, of yeah. course, uh uh, Robert Quinn hit Robert
1: Quinn hit, yeah, a hit the quarterback.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> he was <clears throat> out of bounds. He was going out of bounds. Just
1: clean stupid, that, if you clean that yep.
0: stuff up. Of course, that was defense, but offense. I'm going to say I'm going to give him a C minus. I really I saw things there that uh, I, I, things like Justin Fields did that made me feel optimistic. And then I saw things that really concerned me. But most of what concerns me isn't so much that Justin Fields can't do it. It's mainly the person calling the plays, Matt Nagy. And it just seems like they're not using him the way they should be using him, especially with a bad offensive line. And I think he'll get better. But today, I got to give him a C minus the defense. The defense won this game today scoring a touchdown, and and just, you know,
1: coming through when they had to. Yeah, this is quite the shift for me, but last week I would have given them a big F for the defense. But I'm going to give them a B plus And, you know, the one uh, breakup in coverage, the, the long pass, the chase, that really hurt us. But the game was 2010 at that point, and we had it won. And even the even the turnover, the Justin Fields pick, you you know, they should score in that situation in the next play, which they did. The first their first throw was the T Higgins for a touchdown to make it seventeen twenty. So I'm going to give them B plus. Um, I'm I'm not going to put that last the last touchdown out the last touchdown they had it really against them just mainly because you know with the five sacks and the four big turnovers, uh, especially the pick six from Ro, uh, Roquan Smith um that was just uh that's big turnaround for them offense um definitely not a d or f and i'm gonna agree with dan i'm gonna give them a c minus um i think we saw enough um and you know we're gonna have some growing pain especially if we find find out that andy dalton tore his acl or if he's gonna be out if he's out three four weeks i realistically i could see justin fields taking over um, At that point, let
0: me ask you this. Yeah. Because I think that's the right move to put Justin Fields in there. Is there any way that what Nagy's saying, he keeps saying that he's not ready. Is there any way that he throws Nick Foles in there next week as the starter? I think. Can you imagine the boo? Well, they won't be booing at Cleveland Stadium, but the boo's coming from Bears fans.
1: Or the tweets, you'll lose Bears fans. You'll lose the crowd if you put Nick Foles in there. Now, call me crazy. Is Nick? Can Nick Foles? Could he be more accurate early on than Justin Fields? I think he could be, but we've seen what Justin, what uh, Nick Foles does. He's a statue out there. So I still think putting Justin Fields out there is your best. Is the best scenario going forward. Especially if Andy Dalton's hurt. But, yeah, you'd, I don't think it would shock any of us if Matt and Aggie did that. I heard, and I like—I was going to mention this
0: today when we were watching the game, and I i kind of lost my train of thought. I do that quite often. But, and I don't remember, I think it might have been Dion Miller, who's an anchor, I believe, at, at Chicago. It's either Channel 7 or Channel 2. She was on a podcast, and she is kind of a Bears Beat writer and reporter for the station. And I believe it was her. I don't want to tag her as having said something and then it wasn't her. But let's just, let's just leave Dion's name out of it. But certain sources feel that Nagy and Pace have already been guaranteed another year or two. And that, and that that's why some of this decision-making is coming down, that they're, they're not starting Justin Fields this year. They want to they develop him slowly. And uh, I don't know, what's your take on that, Trevor, if that is the case? Because I know probably 80% of Bears fans want at least Nagy out of here. I don't know about pace, but they're, they're not happy with Nagy at all.
1: I'm torn because I, I'll say this: Is Matt Nagy a good head coach? 100, percent I think he is. I think he gets those guys fired up. Is he a good play car a good play caller? No, I think he's a horrible play caller. There was times uh, the last couple years and so far this year where, on a third and one or a fourth and one, you get the ball to David Montgomery. You don't try to throw the ball or whatever it is. Um, just a lot of just bonehead moves on his on his part, where you come out throwing, and it's like no, this is where this is a situation where you need to run the ball. So, uh, I'm not ready to get rid of him, but I, <clears throat> if they told us tomorrow that he's giving up play calling, which is not going to happen because they won today, I'd be super excited. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's very realistic because they've had. What they've had? How many winning seasons? And they went. And they made the wild card game last year.
0: Well, they were eight and eight two years in a row. They did make the playoffs last year at eight and eight.
1: Went twelve and four. They didn't
0: go to the playoffs the year before that, and then they were twelve and four in twenty eighteen. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. My opinion on Matt Nagy has changed, especially just in the first two games of this season. Because during the preseason, I would have said, and coming into this season, I would have said, I think he's a good head coach, too. He's a horrible play caller. But now I'm beginning to wonder a little bit if he's even a good head coach. And I'm not, I mean, unless he shows us something different, um, he keeps at he keeps asking in this in these press conferences, we, we have to find the why. And uh, one of the things that was noticed last week is that he didn't even seem to to know that on that play that uh, was it Van Jefferson that caught that ball and was untouched, ran picked got up, ran in for a touchdown. He didn't even know the play and he, he didn't I mean, he he wasn't even focused or watching the play. You know, he's so buried into that, what Tommy Waddle wants to call the Denny's menu on the sideline, <laughs> that he's not even paying any attention to anything that's going on on the field. He has, so maybe that's the problem, Dan. Maybe concerned. he needs a new menu. Wendy's menu. Well, or... he definitely is not a play caller. No. Maybe if he had Kansas City's offense, and he could run Kansas City's plays. But
1: I'm not so sure he could.
0: I, I'm. Was he even calling the plays for Kansas City, or was that, was that
1: the Andy Reid that
0: was calling? And I the can't. Plays? I
1: don't know that for sure. I want to say it was him, but it could have been Andy Reid. But yeah, I. I would not be sad at all if we have a new head coach next year, um, and I, I am definitely ready for him to give up the play calling uh, today. I, that won't happen. But yeah, I'm I ready think to be he's done. a
0: great. I think he's a. If you were a player, I think you would probably want to play for Matt Nagy because he doesn't seem to hold a lot of a lot of players accountable for their mistakes. Uh, I also heard another podcaster say that if you go back and you look at at uh, Nagy's career, was he a quarterback in the Arena Football League?
1: Yes. Okay. I think, I think he played at
0: Delaware. It almost seems like he's trying to run an arena football. <laughs> type offense here with the short passes the uh i'm just not i'm just not 100 sold on matt nagy like i would have given him a pass in the preseason going into this year but then after watching the first two games and after watching he did open up and throw a little bit more downfield today but i don't know we'll see what he does next week against cleveland but if that's true, if that source is true that says that Nagy and Pace are here for next year too and possibly the year after that. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I I definitely see it them staying around, but um Yeah, I mean other than that, you know, I think they Oh, we need to talk about our uh, Blake Taylor play of the game, our moment of the game.
0: Blake Taylor moment of the game. Well, for me, it's got to be the Roquan Smith interception. Uh, what an exciting – it's so funny, too, because just before – didn't the Bears have, like, four, turn, four four turnovers in a row? Jeff – I don't think it was Jeff or Mike. One of them was saying, are we ever going to see this team get a force a turnover?
1: That was Jeff, yep.
0: And, and it was like the next time the defense was out there – they got it and then they also got the next four possessions they they had yep. Yep. forced turnovers so uh yeah that's the Roquan Smith pick six i think that was i think that gave you a little bit of breathing room in the game there was like okay now i feel better about this team but you know and once again we gave up a lot of opportunities and and i said cuz everyone else, you and mike and jeff were well, maybe not so much, Mike, but you know we got we got to score touchdowns. We got to come away with points. You have to. I mean, if it's a field goal, then you got to kick a field goal. But uh, you're not going to win a lot of games by just kicking field goals. But in a tight, close game like that, if you don't, you know, don't go for it on fourth down, fourth down, kick the field goal. But uh, well, how about you? What you did? I just take yours away.
1: I mean, that's got to be everybody's. Yeah, and that was uh momentum changer for us. I mean, that that was definitely the play of the game. So, yeah, shout out to Blake Taylor and, you know, that Robert Quinn. I mean, I mean not Robert Quinn. Um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Who you just said? Um, Roquan, Roquan, Smith. Roquan Smith. I'm thinking Robert Quinn is because he was a guy who I think he had two sacks today uh just made a big made a big step I mean he's he's been a guy who's been hurt um hasn't really been on the field much so even with his bonehead play when he hit the quarterback out of bounds I thought he had a huge game uh with the two sacks and just being a lot smarter but yeah Roquan Smith for sure would have been mine um what else you got
0: Danny Uh, I'm trying to think um we we talked about Cleveland Mm -hmm. next week we Talked about the Rams last week. We went over the pretty much most of the stats for today's game. Bears come away with a win. We, um, I'm not gonna say we stole it, but we kind of. Uh, it, what's the word I'm looking for, Trevor?
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Uh, I know the Colts fans played. They play. The Colts played. The Rams are really tough today. That um, sounds like Carson Wentz got hurt. Hopefully it's not serious. But I guess in a way, congrats to you keeping it close. But, you know, it's it's so easy to want to dig on the Bears for being such a bad team. And, you know, Andy Dalton stinks as the quarterback. But, you know, I think he's proven so far that he can make plays. And he's, Andy Dalton's a good quarterback. And he used his legs today. So... Um, you know we're we're one to one today, and our our record's better than the Colts. So yeah, yeah, and, and I will
0: say this too: we didn't we didn't give a shout out to Sports Inc. Radio yet, but some people will say, "Well, why do you listen to the radio and and have the TV on at the same time?" Because we can sync that radio up with the television. For those of you that don't know, there is a delay between the TV and the and the radio so we can we can basically what we do is that the radio signal that is behind ahead of the, the radio signal is ahead of the tv signal yep. so what we can do is with this radio they're 70 but it's 70 dollars well spent this is season number three i believe that we've yep. used this thing and i've used it for notre dame games too and you can buy this radio and you can buy it with a, an AC adapter, but I'm going to tell you right now, it, you don't need it because a package of D batteries that takes four of them will last you for an entire season. Because it's not like you're listening to a lot of music with it all day long. You're basically listening, listening to it for maybe three to six hours a week. But uh, <clears throat> $70 Sports Sync Radio, you delay the signal on the radio so that it matches the sound on your TV. And if you're within range of the, say, the Flagstaff station that covers your team, then you can listen to your own uh, announcers, which today we listen to Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. And it makes watching the game so much more pleasant because you don't have to listen to all this national bull crap about, you know, they should put Justin Fields in there over Andy Dalton. And, you know, it's like we hear that all week long. And maybe they should put Justin Fields in. But, you know. As a bear's fan you listen to a lot of a lot of things that it just seems like the national press doesn't doesn't have a clue what they're talking about, but they're trying to to make the bears look bad and like idiots mm-hmm. and stuff and then when you listen to Thayer and Joniak, you don't have to listen to that stuff
1: yeah and no, the, the sounds not great um a lot of times when we get together as a family you got the kids in there today we had uh the the women in the same room as us, so they were allowed having conversations. So when you have all the different noises going on and sounds, it's hard to hear the game with the radio. But yeah, like Dan said, it syncs up perfectly with your TV. Uh, it does have an auxiliary cord, so you can plug into a speaker, which we've done here at... Um, we'll have to try that next week. Yeah, which we've done at our, at our house, and that makes a big difference. So, And it, it's, it's really nice, too, when you're especially... If you if you have a team in your division that you know like for example us as Bears fans we have Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers so every time we play them we've always had to listen to the announcers and their love for and you can't even Aaron get Rogers. away with it during the right commercials. and every time and you can't not even the commercials but especially all those years when we had Jay Cutler I wish we would have had this for since we're oh. again, because every time you get these announcers say Jay Cutler jay Cutler, oh there goes jay Cutler, y'all yeah. another turnover jay Cutler, and it's like that just gets it just gets old so now finally we've kind of we've solved that and we can now listen to our broadcast of the bears so it's uh yeah. definitely recommended
0: yeah and we're giving them quite a plug here but it's it's deserved because i'll say that uh there was probably about a three season period where i looked at this radio and i looked at the reviews And I even looked at YouTube reviews, and they weren't real positive reviews. And Mike kept saying, there's got to be a way that we can sync up the sound with the TV. And I tried going through the computer and all that, and I couldn't figure it out. And uh, so uh, I just decided I'm going to buy this radio, and if it works, I'm out $70, and I can still use it as a radio or whatever. And uh, because it does, it, it, I mean, it works. I mean, it's the sound isn't perfect, but I mean, it works okay. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the first year we had it, I think we got it in the middle of the season. I don't think we had it at the beginning. But, I mean, it was just like Christmas Day. I mean, it was just like, oh, I can't believe we waited so long to buy this radio. So go out and buy yourself a sports sync radio. If you're a Colts fan, a Bears fan, or or whatever... Team you're a fan of, you can get your local broadcasters, or you can get the Flagstaff station broadcasters, and watch the game on TV, and you'll be amazed.
1: Uh, what's your prediction for next week, Dan? Well, uh, gosh,
0: I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> uh, I'll give you two predictions. If we play, like I said, if we play solid defense and we stop the run and we run the football su- successfully and we put pressure on Baker Mayfield I'm not going to necessarily predict a win but I'd say we would we would be close uh, heck I'll give him a win I'll say Bears 17 14 over Cleveland if we don't do that if we don't stop the run and we don't get any pressure on Baker Mayfield then it's going to look something like the Rams game 34 10 the Bears will lose.
1: Yeah, Cleveland actually they played uh, the Chiefs week one, and they had the Chiefs beat uh, in the fourth quarter. They put up twenty nine points against the Chiefs, uh, today they scored thirty one against Houston. Now I don't know if that game was at home or away, uh, but this game's at home at, at I Cleveland. Think
0: they, I think they played at Houston. So I'm it's at sure. it's
1: at Cleveland. So uh, it. Yeah, you're right. Get pressure on the quarterback. Don't allow the big plays. You stop the run, Nick Chubb. I mean, it sounds easy, right? But it's not. So I don't necessarily see a win because that's a really good defense. Now, Houston did put up 21 points against them today. So that gives you a little bit of hope. But, you know, if they do all those things that Dan and I are talking about with the turnovers and whatnot and stopping the run, I could see us winning by a field goal in the end probably in the fourth quarter. Um, somewhere around twenty four, twenty one, or
0: and I think that's what it would take too. I mean, if we, we if we come out of there with a win, it's going to be like a last second score, field goal, or something like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, they're one of the scarier teams on our schedule, but we we don't have an easy schedule. I mean, there's not really any teams that we play this year that that you're going to look at and say maybe today's game might have been one of the easier ones. We play the Lions the week after the, the. um, Yeah, we have that might be.
1: We got the Lions at home, then it gets really hard. We got the it's the Raiders away, Packers at home, Buccaneers away, Forty Nine ers at home, away at the Steelers, then the Ravens. So that's. And every other week. One, two, two, three, four, five. That's six games in a row that could. They could potentially be all losses. Maybe you sneak out a couple wins in there, but you're not beating the Buccaneers the way the Raiders are playing. You may not beat them. We haven't beat the Packers. We only beat the Packers once in, gosh, how many years? I mean, the way we play against
0: the Packers, you just have to automatically put that down as a loss. Yeah. I mean, until we see differently.
1: Yep. So yeah, it's not till week twelve till it lightens, it lightens up again. Week twelve. So weeks. Weeks five through eleven is really rough schedule for us. So hopefully we can come out a win against Cleveland, and obviously hopefully a win at home against the Lions. Start out three and one. That's really going to help our, our help our schedule. But you know, I, Dan and I have already said it, I've said it before that you know if they win more than seven games this year, that's that's the plus. I don't really see them winning any more than that just because of our schedule. So yep, hopefully they come out as winners next week, next week against Cleveland and they can do all the things we've talked about.
0: Yeah. And uh, we did talk with Mike and Jeff and we said something about possibly setting up a midweek podcast maybe to get their take on what's going on. So we'll see if that if that does happen and if it doesn't then we'll be back here again next Sunday to talk about the Browns and the, the, the Bears and gosh, let's hope for a win.
1: But, yep. And I got a good feeling it's probably going to be Justin Fields so hopefully Hopefully a week with the starters will really help him, and he looks much better not just running the ball, but you know, he, he looks more accurate with his passes, and um, that should definitely help him. So. Yeah,
0: and let's hope that Matt Nagy doesn't try to be too conservative with him. Let's hope he can take the training wheels off of him and let him. There were several times today where I felt like it just looked like he could have run out of a situation or maybe – they could have rolled him out or something where he had more options to either throw the ball or or just run himself. Uh, he's quick and he can he can rip off a 15 20 yard run with his feet in just a matter of a couple seconds. so I just hope that they come up with some game plans for him and they may not want to play their card either whether or not he's going to play against the browns or not because they may want the browns to to actually game plan for both quarterbacks. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually come out this weekend and let us know what is going on with Andy Dalton.
1: Yep. I mean, hopefully it's Andy Dalton. Hopefully, I mean, we, he proved today, especially today with his running and his passing, that um, he should still be the starter in this offense. He hasn't really shown a reason that he shouldn't be. So hopefully it's Andy Dalton out there next Sunday, and um that's hope the best for him. Hopefully it's not a torn ACL, and... Uh, Hopefully it's just some you know, something his ankle, just sprain the ankle, and he's out a week or just a couple days would be great.
0: Yeah. All right. It looks like we're about out of time, Trevor. But um, hey, a Bears win, we'll take it, even though they came in through the back door, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about the Browns Bears game next week. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, wrap it up. Okay, so that's going to do it. Once again, we're going to wrap up this week's uh, podcast, and uh, the Bears win over the Bengals, twenty to seventeen. We may see you in the midweek, but if not, we'll see you next Sunday when the Bears play the after the Bears play the Cleveland Browns. Have a good week. On, well. The Bears did exactly what we thought they would do. They, they designed no plays for Justin Fields, really, to, to his strengths, and they get beat 26 to 6. Is that the final today? 26 to 6. So we'll talk a little bit about it uh, in just a minute here on the podcast. Stay tuned. Okay, here we are. We're out here on uh, Trevor's patio. This might be the shortest podcast in the history of the, the Bears podcast. we got Mike here today, and we are, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not shocked or surprised by anything I saw because we've been seeing this. I said, I mentioned while we were watching the game, we went through this with Mike Glennon, we went through this with uh, Trubisky. Heck, we even saw this some of this with Cutler. The Bears have no offensive line. They, we have no way to protect the quarterback. Fields was sacked nine times today. Uh, what do we have for total yards? Was it forty one yards, total yards or something like that?
2: Like forty one to, fifty one total yards offense, I believe it was.
0: Yeah, I think that was it's embarrassing. The last sack.
1: They had sixty eight passing yards and forty six rushing yards. Forty six rushing yards, sixty some passes. But but
2: we had 68 passing yards. 67.
1: I'm surprised. It's, yeah, it's
0: part, part, part of, of the possession. problem.
1: Yeah, time possession is really bad, too. Time possession was the Browns had the ball almost 40 minutes, and we had the ball just over 20 minutes. That's, that's a huge issue. And the
0: thing is, our defense played really, really well until, like Mike said, they just got tired. They got gas from being out there so long.
1: Yeah, the game was never really out of reach until towards the end. I mean, yeah, the offense I mean the defense was gassed. The offense couldn't push the ball down the field. I and mean, Dan already mentioned it. Nine nine uh sacks today, nine nine sacks for sixty seven yards is what those that told it out to be for all those sacks. Here, here's the deal. Here's the
2: point. We talk about what's the point, and Matt Nagy in a little bit is gonna get on his stinking address the media, and he's gonna say this, 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 and we gotta we got figure out the why. You wanna figure out the why? Matt Nagy, you're the why. You stink. You S-T-I-N-K stink. You're lousy. We've seen it with Trubisky. We've seen it with Foles. We got a snapshot of it with Dalton, and now we're seeing it with Fields. You don't do anything to put your quarterback in a position to win. You don't play to their strengths. You got quarterbacks that are mobile and can get out of the pocket and use their athletic ability, and you expect them to stand back there in the pocket like a statue and get hit. Time and time again, at one point, Foles had drop back 11 times to throw the ball, and he'd been hit nine of them. Get him outside the pocket. Run the daggone ball. Throw downfield. But you're an idiot.
0: <laughs> hey, we have a police officer just left You're an idiot. Car, so if I'm we... sick and tired of it. If we have uh, the police showing up here in a minute, that, 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 that'll
2: be wild. And furthermore, if we ever get my brother back on this stinking podcast, he owes me an apology. Because I've been pointing this out for three years. And last year after the Tampa Bay game, go back and listen to the podcast. I was talking about this very thing. I think the Bears were 5-1 and one at that point. And he keeps saying, well, you, you're blaming this on Nagy. You're darn right I'm blaming it on Nagy. Because they stink.
0: And honestly, I can't defend Coach Nagy anymore either. Uh, he's, even toward the end of the game, when the game is clearly out of reach, he's hiding behind that, what Waddle likes to call the, the Denny's menu. It's like, why are you even trying to conceal anything, any play you have drawn up? There
2: isn't anybody, there isn't a high school coach around that would want to steal what you're trying to sell. Well, man. he's not fooling anybody. Nobody. He's not fooling
0: anybody. Uh, I wouldn't
2: want him to coach my seventh grade kids.
0: Honestly, though, I mean, we, we sat there, we talked about it during the game, thought the defense played way, way above their heads, and played a good game. I think we I think we had five sacks ourselves. If five I or kind six. of kind of lost track of it, but we We're, did a good job. Of s-
2: Quinn had two, Mac had one.
0: I mentioned last week, and and I don't take credit for this because this is this is Doug Buffon. The keys to winning in the National Football League and I still think that they hold true today. You have to run the ball, you have to stop the run, and you have to put pressure on the other team's quarterback. We did two of those things today. We did not we abandoned the run. We had made no attempt to to run the ball even when the game was close and we were we were held then on wanting to drop back and pass when we had no protection for the quarterback.
2: You're 100% right, dad. At one point in the third quarter, we had run 16 offensive plays and the score was 6 to or 6 to we were down 7. So 6 to 13 and we'd run 16 plays to their 44. Yeah. The only way we were the only reason we were in that game is because we did two of the three
1: components. And I'll say 80. Actually, Mike said this during the game. 85 percent of this game was on Matt Nagy, and the rest is on, on the offensive line, on, on Justin Fields. But I want to, I want to go back to, I think Dan or, uh, Mike mentioned Trubisky. You know, I think Trubisky, maybe next year, two years down the road, I think he could be a starting quarterback in this league. And this goes to, you can clearly see today that. Yeah, I know it's Justin Fields' first full start in a game, but he's not utilizing him at all. They had two two design runs for Justin Fields and two and they didn't come till the second half. And we, we all we all know for years and years how Mitchell Trubisky, that was his strength, was using his legs. And Matt Nagy refused to use him at all in the way that he best he best could. And well, I don't I don't know All I know is I don't fall asleep during very very many Bears games, and today I fell asleep.
2: Trevor, you're you're partially right. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is Nagy's fourth year as a head coach, three of those years we had Trubisky. We were twelve and four, Nagy's first year, and we were all sold on him. But he allowed Mitch to do what Mitch does best. And then all of a sudden he thinks he's some offensive minded genius. And he refuses to let his quarterback do what his quarterback does. does
0: but it was, do it, it was it was year one when when Matt Nagy was drawing up trick plays. Don't you remember Santa's oh, yeah. sleigh and all that stuff Hicks I mean, on
2: the goal line. Yes,
0: yes. And and hey, there's room for that in any offense. When you're to, 12
2: and 4? Well, right. 12
0: and 4 and you have and you're protecting the quarterback.
1: You know, and they say you know, they say you know Matt Nagy came out of uh, you know Chip Kelly out of the and Chip Kelly Offense there at uh, Kansas City. And it's like I'm not so sure uh, Nagy was playing. That it was was actually calling the calls there in Kansas City. You mean I, Andy Reid? Andy Reid, that's what I mean. Not Chip Kelly. Andy Reid. And I'm not so sure it was Nagy calling the plays there. It probably was Andy Reid. I mean, I, it's, they, they, he said he was doing it, but was he lying just to get a job? I mean, he get hired as a
2: head coach. I just again. can't.
1: I can't see it. He's he can't get it out of his own head. He's overthinking it. It's, it's embarrassing look it, it's embarrassing to have to have what you have right now all the speed you brought in you have a one of the most talented running backs in the league he only had 10 carries this game yeah and I know was out of, I know that carries the game wasn't out of reach until the second half we had plenty of time to get him the ball in his hands and we even yeah. said even late
0: into the third quarter or start of the fourth quarter the Bears if they go down and score a field goal here they're only down by a touchdown. They're not out of this game.
1: And the only credit I'll give Nagy, he kicked. There was two positions to score, and he took field goals. And we we had we've been on him and on him, especially the first game where he went over four, over four and fourth down. So the fact she the fact that he actually took field goals there, I'll give him that. It's the only credit I'll give him, but he's over
2: he, seven on the season in fourth downs, and I think two for thirty eight in his career, on fourth down.
1: And then, you know, I'll give some of the credit to. Cleveland's defense. I mean, a lot of the throws that Justin Fields threw today, the guys are blanketing the wide well, the yeah. receivers. They were covered. What does it take
2: to figure out what the play call? Cleveland, is Cleveland
0: be. has a very, very good defense. I mean, a lot of people have them projected to be in the Super Bowl. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be. I, I don't think they're as good as Kansas City, but I mean, they're going to compete. They're going to be in the playoffs. And
1: I, th- I think what they could have done is similar to Week One. Week One. We knew how good that Rams defense was. You had to get the ball out quick. And I think if they could have gotten the ball out quick, set up Justin for success, get him out, and get him the outside, use the run game, and Dave Montgomery—not that we would have won—but I think our offense would have looked a whole lot better.
0: We have to figure out this offense. We have to figure out a way to get—and it shouldn't be that difficult. You've got to get him outside, out of the pocket so he can have some time to throw the ball. The one time he did today, and I don't think it was, I don't know if it was a design play or what, but he threw the ball and, and the ball was picked off and Cleveland got called for a pass interference call. But you you see how how strong an arm this kid has. I mean, he, he chucked the ball well from the, play, the Bears 35, clear down the, the goal line the, of Cleveland. There was the play the, last
2: week that went right through uh, Robinson's arms on the goal line. Yep. It was a throw downfield. Put it right where he needed yeah. to. So I mean, I... he has the talent.
0: I'm not I'm not down on Justin Fields. Listen. I'm definitely down on the way we're using him because we should have made this game a lot simpler for him. To yeah. to go out there and expect him to stand in the pocket and be able to to you know go through his progressions against a defense like that. That's the result you're going to have. We we should have been running the ball, and we should have rolled him out a few times. And like you said, Trevor, we may have still have lost the game, but it wouldn't have been as ugly as it was. Right. There's
2: nothing to build on. No. What confidence did you leave the, your rookie quarterback
0: with? He got sacked nine times today.
2: He got that's sacked got nine times. He had. Trevor's saying 100 yards of offense. I, I, I think that's maybe if you include penalties, and 48 of those yards came off of one penalty.
1: And you know, I'll, I want to talk about the rookies real quick. Quarterbacks, you know, don't be shocked if you if you hear in the press conference that Andy Dalton's a starter next week with Detroit. And I know there's probably a lot of Bears fans that want to say we just need to roll Justin Fields now. They've already made a decision. It's Justin Fields' time. It's like I'm, I'm part of me's torn there because, you know, look at these look at these rookies, you know. Jacksonville has Jacksonville has decided to roll with Trevor Lawrence. Has he looked great? No, I think I think he's had five picks, five or six picks already. And I know uh, Zach Wilson had four picks last week. And Jacksonville just lost the today, day, and I, the Jets haven't played yet. But and for some reason the Forty ers haven't decided to give the ball to Trey Lance yet. So I don't, I'm not heartbroken if they decide to go back to Andy Dalton. But you know. It, until Matt Nagy can get up give up the head the uh, head the uh, head coaching job or give up the play calling I don't, I don't he's not going to do it but if he if he were to shock us all today and the first thing he says you know guys like like mike said i suck at this i can not I, I can't be i can't do the play calling anymore and if he's willing to do that then maybe give then maybe Justin Fields keeps the job but if Matt Nagy's a head coach there's no way you can roll with Justin Fields as your as your starting quarterback Right. and trust that he's going to, for one, be protected because he's not going to set him up successfully with the play calling by the, if he's going to be protected by the offensive line. And two, I just – I don't see it. I don't see with with that play calling – because it's, it, it's been the same way for the last three years. It's a lot of five, six-yard, ten-yard passes downfield. Every so often you might see a 40-yard pass. It's, it's incomplete, of course. That's it. There's nothing there. So,
2: I – I just I, I is there anything positive that Justin I mean can can you learn anything The only from positive today? thing
0: I saw at the end of the game was and we all said it it looked like he's about ready to cry Yeah he looked like he was really down and beat up and, and he, he he should be as many times as he got hit today But at the end of the game he was laughing and and, and so I'm hoping that we didn't break this kid's spirit yeah, because I saw him. He was
1: giving. There's only fist one way bumps. to go
2: from here.
1: He was oh. giving fist bumps to the the players, the receivers. So he's keeping his head up. You know, and you're going to have people say,
0: you know, you got nothing to be laughing about. You just got your head handed to you on a platter. Well, that's true, but I'm not blaming him for for the silver platter that they put his head on because, again, he did not. He didn't get. He wasn't handed a very good script today. I don't think he was. He and they had a whole week to prepare for this game. You can't tell me they couldn't have done a few things differently. They just went out there with the same old offense that they always try to run, and it didn't work. It did not work again today. Week
2: after week after week after week after week. Here we are at the end of the third week of a seventeen-game series, and you've scored a grand total of three offensive touchdowns three
0: of them. I know, and the defense has played well. Other than the Rams game, I, they gave up some big plays in the Rams game, but the last two two weeks, this defense has showed up. they played decent.
1: Yeah, and, I'll, and I admit, I had a lot of time this weekend to think about uh, the Bears game, and I legitimately was pretty excited to see Justin Fields out there. Mainly because I thought Matt Nagy would be willing to make a change. Not so much Giving the play calling to somebody else, but making a change and setting up Justin Fields for, for success. But man, I was a fool for thinking that. Trevor, yeah.
0: Trevor, I have no confidence to think that Matt Nagy is. He may say he's going to give up the play calling to Bill Lazor, but it's going to be Matt Nagy's Denny's manuscript that Bill Lazor is going to be expected to.
1: No, nah, I think he gets a up. different menu. I don't know where he goes. Maybe Culver's. I don't know. But. I don't know either,
0: but <laughs> I I just. I think a, this is Matt Nagy's team, this is his offense, and this is the way we're going to run it.
2: He's a clown. I mean, all the way back to the press conference on Monday where they asked him, you know, if Andy Dalton is healthy, is he your quarterback? And he says, I'm not going to reveal scheme. Yeah, that's he says, well, that, that's, that's, not scheme. Scheme. That's, that's not scheme. That's not oh, scheme. Oh, it's 100% scheme. Then he comes back out and he says, I didn't understand the question. After he had repeated the question, back to... Whoever it was that asked it. He's a clown. Get rid of him. He's a joke.
0: Unfortunately, it's Tell not up, up to us. I told you who I would love to see as the Bears coach, but then that would take away from my favorite college team. Well, I think that uh,
2: I'd rather have Rich Dodson for the freaking Rich head coach. Dotson good would do, Rich a Dotson. do a good job, too.
1: Before we get job. off track, let's, let's talk about the defense a little more. Uh, our, you know, even though the game was 26-10, you know, I think the Bears defense. You know, they deserve a B, big B. I wouldn't give them a B plus because you know the plays they gave up, but you know they were there. They showed a lot of heart, and it's like, okay, come on offense, come on, we're we're making plays, we're making stops. Yeah. What I saw from Quinn and Mac today, and even uh, our our second year guy Gibson got in got in there and deflected that pass. You know. It's and exciting. Bildor, too. Yeah, and it's exciting to see these guys play with heart and actually want to play football. And the fact that they're doing that and the offense can't get any push down the field, and as we said, barely 100 yards of offense total today, that's, that's depressing for as as Bear fans, and I'm sure it's even more depressing for the Chicago Bears defense when they can't see their offense doing anything on the field.
2: Why, well, and you just get tired. I mean, how many three three and a half? We were... We had had, I think, at one time we were one for nine. I don't know what we did end up on third down, one for nine. I think at the start of the fourth quarter we had had three first downs and two of them came from penalties.
0: Bad, bad. I, I I'm, a, I'm going to give the Bears defense an A today. I know they gave up a few big plays, but when you're, you're on the field twice as long as what, you know, your offense is. You're you're on the field for what was it 20, 20 some minutes, twenty minutes, and you're and you well no you're on the field defensively over over 40 minutes. for forty minutes. You're gonna give up a big player too, but yeah, we man had... they, they did a great job. I thought of, for the most part of stopping the run. How many times did we stop them on fourth down?
2: Well, two twice in a row. One in for, the first
1: one for yes. three. One for three on on uh, fourth downs. Yeah, we had six. We had six first downs, and they had they had 26 first downs, which, which again it's a little deceiving because they really pushed the ball down the field in the second half. But and we played our hearts out on defense that entire first half into the second a little bit. So and, and
0: I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Sean Desai too credit too because yeah. after the Rams game, this defense looked bad. I thought. I mean, we gave up a lot of big plays. Our secondary looked awful. We've been playing better, and I, I think it's because of, the, of Sean Desai. I think he has done a, re, a really good job of getting this team ready to play.
2: Well, and the the big difference to me is the the pressure on the quarterback. Oh, We're absolutely. starting to see that pass rush come back that was and completely non-existent. Mario Edwards under Jr. today came out there and played well. I guess if How there's about? any part of the defense I'm disappointed in, it's it's – Eddie Jackson continues to miss
0: tackles. He, he's not as not the Eddie Jackson that
2: uh, he's he, not getting we saw
0: the, in, in his rookie year. That's well, sure. he
2: never has been the best form tackler. But his rookie year, you know, it was turnovers. He generated so many turnovers, and and he continues to miss tackles, and he's not forcing turnovers. So that's I am disappointed. I don't know. I think he needs to change his number back. I'm not digging number four. But
1: as long as he plays well, that's all I care about. But we may get Danny Trebathen back next week because he's on the he was on the short term IR and uh, you know Eddie Goldman sounded like he might play this week. He had he had what three limited practices and then they said hey. that he was out. It's so we may get Eddie Goldman back next week too, which should be a plus. But yeah, Wh- I, when
2: is um? Tariq Cohen, is he out through that's week six? six weeks,
0: is it? Well, He's saw, eligible to come back in week seven. I
1: saw this week they brought in three running backs to try yeah. out. So I think that's mainly a hint at, that we may not get Tariq Cohen back this year. Well, You know, possible. one
2: thing about Cohen, he does offer you, if we have to continue to put up with the stupidity, call it the arrogance of Wayne, or the arrogance of Mac Nagy, as Wayne Larvey said in the, in the Packers game. I, I think that Tariq Cohen is maybe at least able to execute some of those Matt Nagy well, scripted true. plays a little bit That's better. true.
0: I mean, we have not had a guy get out in, in some type of a screen or out in the flat where we can throw the ball to him and, and get positive yards. You know, Montgomery, for as good as he is, he's still... Uh, primarily, I would say, a ball carrier. He can catch the ball and, and do some things, but not, you're right, not as good as Tariq Cohen. Tariq, Tariq Cohen, that was, that was his strength, uh, more so as a, as a third down back or as a, as a receiving back.
2: Yeah, and Tariq Cohen does some things that aggravate you too, you know, he needs to, he's directionally challenged at times, but he's a play—he's a playmaker, and you've got to address him when he's on the field. He right, is,
0: and he's the type. He's a threat. He's the type of guy that wants to win. He's—he's he's a winner, and uh, he's definitely missed. Do we even need to grade this offense today? I mean, is it's incomplete, or is it just a flat-out F? Or I—I'd well, I'd say for, for Justin a, Fields, it's incomplete. It's for, a
2: failure. For, yeah. I mean, there's—there's there's not many. Robinson had. One catch on a third down that was, you know, he was able to convert the first down. I think that was the first that came
0: later in the game.
2: Later in the third quarter, after we had had essentially no offense whatsoever.
0: George, did you have something to add to the podcast while we're we're on? Um, that's
2: uh, our defense sucks.
0: No, our defense, <laughs> our defense was good. You been
1: watching the game, did you, we buddy? We decided,
0: Trevor, that. There wasn't even really a reason to grade this offense today. It's either an F or an incomplete. I mean, that's all you can all you can give them.
1: Yeah, there's nothing worse than an F, so I would, I would say incomplete. You know, positive thing is we're at home, Detroit next week. Um, I think, like I said earlier, I think we're going to see Andy Dalton as a starter unless he's still having an issue with his knee. Uh, you'll see the offense look a lot better, so... You
2: know, I predict what you're going to see next week is you're going to see the offense come out, the first possession, they're going to drive down the field, they may even score a touchdown, you're going to think, okay, we've corrected some things, and then you probably won't see any more offense the rest of the game because that's pretty well what happens.
0: Well, and it's adjustments. We talked about that in there, too, while we are watching the game. The Bears don't make adjustments. They, they don't know how to make adjustments. And that goes all
2: the way back to... Stinking Lovey Smith. Well, that's mean,
0: true too. It was it was, cover, go, cover two defense. I don't remember yeah. when we had
2: a head coach that made halftime adjustments. And
0: but that was defensively. I'm talking about offensively. We're, Matt Nagy does not make any offensive adjustments until it's too late. Until he until. It, it's just not entertaining to watch He's at all. You got
2: to figure out the why. You got to look at the tape and figure out the why. Well, and, I, and
1: I want to bring up a good a point that I I forgot to mention. We're talking Justin Fields, so at best, guys, what do we figure? How many games are we going to win this season? Seven, eight games.
0: Five. Five. We keep going so like that, we're going. If that's
1: the case, why would you not roll Justin Fields the you rest should. of the way? You
0: should. You definitely should. The rest should. of the way.
1: If, if, and he might win you two more games once once he gets things figured out. But I don't see I don't see going back to Andy Dalton. And if, and if, we're, if we're expecting to only win five, six, seven games, why would you go back to Dalton when you know Justin Fields? I is expect future?
0: them to go back to Andy Dalton if Dalton's healthy. For one thing, they said that Dalton, if healthy, he is our quarterback. But I think the main reason is if they do win next week, they're still two and two. They're still in in. As far as their eyes are concerned, they're still in in the the race for the playoffs. But realistically, when you look at their schedule, they're not going to win more than five six games. I don't see. I I see them being a six and ten football team or six and eleven football team. If
2: you guys are saying roll with Fields and I I don't know, I don't know. uh, I'm more worried about damaging the kid's psyche. I mean, I. If you're gonna win five games, I hope and pray Matt Nagy's not your head coach next year. Maybe you just sit the kid and get him used to traveling from city to city on the airplane, and and uh, and let him start fresh with somebody that can actually put together a game plan.
1: Yeah, and we and we talked about the schedule after Detroit. I mean, you got Tampa Bay in there. You got the Ravens. Um, you got. Uh, we got to go to after Detroit. We got to go to Las Vegas and play the Raiders. I, that's scary for him. So there's a lot of really good defenses that there's a lot of good defenses that are gonna really wreck some havoc on him and wreck havoc on him and our offensive line. So you know, I like Dan said at the very beginning of the season. We're gonna have to be patient. You know, our, our, the time will come. I'm tired of being gonna... patient. We've been patient for 30 some years. Not patient with, Nat, with Matt Nagy. I'm not saying that, but you're gonna have to be patient with what we have. We have we have a franchise quarterback. I really believe we do. We're just gonna have to be patient with him, and hopefully next year we get a head coach. Hopefully Matt Nagy will give will give up the play calling, but. Until that time, we're going to have to be patient. I'm
2: tired of being patient, too. Cutler was your franchise quarterback, and everybody hated Cutler, and they ran him out of town, and this and that, and then you drafted Trubisky, and you traded up to get him, and then, you know, he showed some promise his rookie year under Fox. He looked really good his first year under Nagy, and then he comes out and he he fish dives for two years, and then he puts 50 points up against you in the first half of a preseason game this year, or whatever it was. How many touchdowns did he have, Dad? he go... Four for four in, the four in the first half this year? In were the you, preseason game? Trubisky.
0: About? Oh, Trubisky, yeah, it was it was outrageous. It wasn't 50 points, important? but yeah. Oh, but yeah, um, where are we at on this, Mikey?
2: Patience, you, I mean, well, how much patience do we, it's, it's, I don't you know. It's It's tough. disgusting, it's, it's discouraging. Tough. It's not a good day. It's, when are the Colts fans gonna have to have patience? When are the stinking Packers fans going to have to have patience? the Colts win today, no, well, the Colts are 0-3. The Colts
0: are 0-3, so they got to
2: demonstrate some patience. Today. Yeah, that'd be patient. So. Wait, they haven't won maybe a, a
1: game. maybe uh
2: Maybe the Aaron Rodgers will, will
1: get beat week. later tonight. So, yeah, we'll probably have our hopes up next week after probably, I would assume we'll probably beat Detroit at home next week. I mean, that's not going to be a gimme. You know what you say about us. Detroit's, Detroit's been in, the in games Detroit's been in games. I mean, they were ahead. What was it? Seventeen nothing against the Packers to start last year, uh, this past week. Seventeen nothing against the Packers. So mm, they're no. putting up points. It was
0: seventeen to fourteen at halftime.
1: But I'm saying early on, it was seven, they had seventeen points. The Packers yeah, they
0: did. They did. They scored seventeen.
1: And ended up being a blowout. But I'm saying Detroit's putting up points, so it's not going to be a gimme. But you know, it's it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a lot of embarrassing games. It's, we're going to say a lot of times on the podcast nag you just need to give it up you suck you just need to give it up yeah so prediction on scores next week well Gee, we so barely
0: played.
2: played it's hard it's Zero hard to two, seventeen. Where I think uh,
1: I think if Dalton mm-hmm. if Dalton starts I th- I wouldn't be surprised if Dalton throws two touchdowns and uh, Dave Montgomery Mom throws a, uh, I mean, Dave Montgomery runs one in, so I could see a score in 21, and then we get, get a Santos field goal, so we'll have 24, I'll say 24-17 Bears.
2: Matt Nagy might be undefeated against the Lions.
0: No, no, he lost, they he lost the last game, last game last, last year, last year yeah. against Detroit in Soldier Field.
2: I think uh,
0: he blew that game. If you remember right, I
2: think I, I, the Bears' offense is not going to score 21 points. The like, only way they adult, score 21 is if they
1: get some help from the defense. I, I think if look but look at last week, we went right, we went down right away and scored right away. I don't. I think the Bengals are better than Detroit defensively.
2: I think we score on our opening drive, and I think we get two more field goals. So I'm going to say 13. And I'm going to give the Lions, I think it'll be 13 to 17 Lions. Yeah, Lions
0: I I, I cannot uh, dispute that, Mike. I honestly think, you know, looking at the schedule early, and you look at the Detroit game at home and you're thinking, boy, that's a good, glad we have them early where we can get a, a win. But I can't look at this team now and, and look at the, any opponent and say, that's a win for the Bears. They got not, they not have how to,
2: the defense scores for you. Yeah,
0: they have to correct what they're doing on offense. And I'm not sure at this point that Coach Nagy or I I don't want to put Ryan Pace under that bus too, but I mean he's made some good moves, he's made some bad moves. But I said this last week and I heard I don't remember if it was uh so it was somebody in the Chicago media said that they felt that Pace and Nagy have already been given an extension to, to mold this quarterback. And I in heard fields. that too. You're right. And if that's the case,
1: that's a case. They don't have
0: anything to lose. I mean, yeah. they can they can have a bad year this year. They're going to be back next year. And you asked Mike how much is he making a year? Uh, Nagy, it's. Six to seven million dollars per season. I don't. I don't know what his contract is exactly, but so.
1: Hey, before we forget, maybe you guys already did, because I was away for a little bit. Did you guys do the Blake Taylor play of the game? We did not
0: do the Blake Taylor play of the game.
2: What was score, Dad? Blake Taylor play of the game. I think has to be for if you're talking about Blake Taylor Bears play of the game. It has to be. One of the fourth down stops in the first quarter. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn busted. You know his back-to-back possessions where the Bears him away on fourth down. It has to be one of those. Either Robert Quinn had two sacks, so I guess I'd give it to Robert
1: Quinn. Yep, that'd be mine. I, I would. I'm actually gonna give it to the Mac and uh, Robert Quinn. You know, there you go, combo. Yep, give it to the combo. That was. Uh,
0: you also, the very first. Offensive pass of the game when uh, Baker Mayfield dropped back and he he threw the ball, and I don't remember who the intended target was. It might have been Peoples, but uh, I believe it was uh, number 26. Is that Bush, Trevor? Deion Bush. He swatted the ball away on that play, and any any play of the game, you the the Blake Taylor play of the game is going to be a defensive play today. So,
2: yeah. I I uh, said at the beginning of the season, I kind of had a feeling there was not going to be a pretty season as a Bears fan, and I told you guys that I was a Rams fan because of the uh, because I'm a Matthew Stafford fan, and so shout out Johnny Arklett. Big night tonight for Matthew Stafford. Well, they're playing he's, right now. If he as yeah, as he's teeing up against the Bucks, uh, I would normally root for Tom Brady, but uh, I I, I want to see Matthew Stafford really do well. So, I'm curious what your guys's take is. Who do you uh, who are you rooting for in the Rams Bucks game?
0: I really, I, I like Tom Brady. I always have rooted for him when, when he's been in the Super Bowl with the Patriots or last year with Tampa. Uh, but I'm a big uh, Matthew Stafford supporter too. I've, I've always liked the way he's played and and he's uh, never really been on a great team before and I'd, I'd like to see that him has, have all the success that he can in, in Los Angeles. So yes, I really don't have a particular horse race got, uh In this particular horse race, (laughs) so I, it does not matter to me who wins the game, uh, other than fantasy relevance, and that would be that. uh, I can't even oh, I can't even remember who I oh I have Mike Evans for Tampa Bay, so I'd like to see Mike Evans do well today. But I I think that's a – is that about all we got for this week? I think so. Trevor stepped
2: away for a moment. Trevor's
0: going to go pick up a television off of Marketplace. So we're going to let him get out of here. And then uh, we're going to – I said this would be a short podcast today because there really isn't much to talk about other than the fact the defense played well and the offense. We gave him an F. We gave him an incomplete.
2: I'm going to go home and breed a sow.
0: Mike's going to (laughs) go home and impregnate a sow. And – I think that's about all we got. So hopefully next week it'll, it'll go better for the Bears. But uh,
2: Over we'll under just, on how many times Matt Nagy says figure out the why in his press conference here. I'm going to say are three times, that four times. Though.
0: People are definitely catching on to the whys, and they're starting to point fingers at him that he is the whys. So maybe not as many. Mi- I'll say two. Four. Four.
2: We'll find out. We'll report back. We'll okay, we'll, report we'll, back. we'll
0: listen to his press his post-game press conference. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, he's not going to give you anything. Of course, most head coaches don't. But, of course, he's going to say we have to look at the tape. But he better have some Pepto-Bismol at hand when he looks at that tape because it's going to make him sick to his stomach. And I think that's about all we got for this week. So until next week, bear down bear down we'll see you yeah, well that's going to do it once again it's a disappointing 26 to 6 loss to a team that that we really didn't have a good feel on we kind of figured I guess that we would lose this game uh, the way the fashion in which we lost just leaves a really bad taste in your mouth so Hopefully next week we can feel better about this team. I do feel I do feel pretty decent about the defense, but going forward we're just going to have to we're going to have to really uh, cross our fingers and hope that they can figure something out. That who knows maybe they will look at the tape and they'll, they'll find some little thing that wasn't done right that caused all this mess. But don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen. So until next week when the when the Bears. Play the Lions that come to Soldier Field. Uh, That is going to do it for this broadcast. So we'll see you next week.